Ultimate Fighter Season 27. Recap, Episode 1. Of course, we got the man that was in the house, Sumal Mokhtarian. What's going on, man? You causing problems already. Oh, man, everyone wants to jump on me already. Uh, I was just having some fun. Having some fun. Some people got offended, but um, I guess if no one's offended, then no one's really watching I. Yeah, um, before we get into all of that, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to talk about the beginning of the first episode when you yep. guys were all lined up, getting, yep. you know, chosen, getting picked by Miocic and uh, Cormier. Did you have a preference yourself? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> I was praying to God that I was on the C-Base team. Um, I don't know. It was just like I just had a, a much better vibe from Stipe. Uh, when we met each other, uh, like, it was just a lot more positive. Like, DC was all work. Like, he, he was all about that. But, um, you know, he, he kind of came in and, and he was, like, pushing the troops around a little bit. And um, I felt like uh, Stipe wanted to get to know us a little bit more and um, actually look at our overall skill set a little bit more. Um, but it was funny because in that first episode, like, the, the evaluation went for, like, three hours. Right, and they like fit it into like a minute, you know. Literally, like they showed one round of like what happened with Cormier's team, or like with the evaluation of Cormier, and then they didn't show anything with like any of the featherweights with um with Stipe, which was the the interesting thing. So uh, I I, w- I would have been happy if they showed a bit more of the evaluation, but um it, it, it's hard in our first episode. They got forty five minutes. They got to fit it all in. They they fit the story in pretty good. For- uh, for what they had. Did anything interesting happen during the evaluation period? Not really. Like, okay, so uh, we we were, we were all kind of trained together a little bit before that evaluation. Uh, we had a little bit of time where right before we went in and we needed to get some training in and, and we met each other a little bit and, and got, to, um, got to do some work together. So we kind of knew what to expect from each other. So... Everyone kind of knew how to train. Everyone knew how to go. A few guys, like, changed it up, obviously, when the coaches uh, came around. I noticed a few people holding back in the trials when the coaches were around. And um, I noticed a few people, obviously, going harder with certain coaches trying to get picked on that, that team. You know, um, you've seen uh, Tyler was the number one pick. And, and you could tell when DC and, and Stipe walked in, he really wanted to be on... on DC's team, so he really put a lot into that session, and then, uh, uh, and then he, I think he just kind of cruised it through Cipes because I think he really wanted to be on Team Cormier, and um, I think the the people that wanted to be on on Team DC were there, and the people that wanted to be on Team Yochich were there too. Oh, that's that's pretty crazy. Oh, I see you're celebrating the national holiday. Yeah, four twenty. Happy four twenty, everybody. Happy four twenty, everyone. Um, now, what day of the year? Yeah, what day of the year, right? The best day of the yeah. year. Just for my, my man Snoop Dogg. For sure, you know. Um, with the, with, after the picks, right? Your pick second for Team yeah. Stipe. Um, yeah, Stipe seems more like a, a guy that's easier to get along with, like you said. If you look at their personalities, he, he doesn't really seem like he has the, uh, the like the the outright ego, you know what I mean? Like nah. people carry around. 
you know what? Estipe is like probably the most humble person I've ever met. You know, like he, he really is. And it's one thing, like a lot of people would say, yeah, he's my coach and they'll talk about, he actually is a super humble guy. He's just like any one of us. Like it makes you realize that even if you're the heavyweight champion of the world, you know, you can still be a nice, but like he's extremely nice to everyone that he meets. He never snobs anyone off. He'll always take time for, for anyone else. And it was great just to be on his team and him asking every day, you know, how are you doing? And it, it was just nice, you know, like he would say, did you get enough sleep? And things like that, like questions that um, most people don't generally ask enough. You get picked, you go to the house. When you walked in, what did you think of the, you know, the atmosphere? You watched it on TV for many, many episodes. Now you're actually in the house. What's your feelings? It was crazy for me. Like walking into that house, I was like, I felt like I'd been there before. You know, like I, we knew where the rooms were. I like a few of us. That's why our team like rushed in, ran in. We went to the right side of the house because we wanted the bigger room with the with the bigger showers and stuff. Um, I felt like we'd been there before, but waking up the next morning was the most surreal feeling. Like waking up and being like, man, I'm in the Ultimate Fight House. I remember the first morning I woke up, I looked over and there was a camera like on me at like 6 a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, this is real. Like, it's not a dream. But uh, it, 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 was a, it was a great feeling. And like, I had to pinch myself nearly every day thinking that I was there, you know? Um, yeah, um, it was a crazy was, experience. Crazy I was recently experience. talking to uh, Nordin Taleb. He was in a previous uh, season of The Ultimate Fighter. And he was, uh, we talked about The Ultimate Fighter. And he was saying, like, yeah, man, like, you taking a shit. They could hear you take a shit. And I had to take. I had to take my microphone off every time I went to the bathroom because I didn't want any of the like women that were on the mic to hear me taking a shit. <laughs> felt bad. Like, I felt like I was being rude, so I just kept my mic outside. And I got in trouble because I would put my mic on the bed and then I'd go to the bathroom. And then when I'd come back, like sometimes I'd forget my microphone and I'd be like walking through the house and then I'd get in trouble for not having my microphone on. And yeah. Now, the the fight, the first fight, you got John Gunther. Of course, he's the most interesting guy in the house, like most people would say. You know, he's shaving al alpacas and living in his car and pissing in bottles. When you saw that, did you know that about him already? Did Do you remember when I told you when we were talking about the every fighter? I said, John, this is the John Gunther show. Yeah. He is only going to get better as this season goes on, I'm telling you. Is it because he has nothing to lose, you think? Because he already lost his first fight. Nah, he, he thinks differently. He, he is a different individual. He really thinks differently. He doesn't have sugar. Um, even in the house, and I think, like, he would, he would do things. I, I can't say too much of what he would do because I'll, I'll give up, like, what's going to happen throughout the season. But that man thinks differently. He's got some so stories that are going to come out this season that you were thinking, like, this guy is from another planet. Like, that's how I looked at John. I thought he was from another planet. Super nice guy. Like, one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. But we didn't find out his age until this first episode. He would not tell anyone his age. Right? Everyone was like, is he 23? I think that might be a whole episode of us trying to guess his age. You know, but um, he's a really good dude. He's interesting, and he'll, he'll play a big factor in this season. He's going to be around with his stories for a while. He, 
out, you know, when they were showing his, uh, his uh, pad work while he was in the gym and he was kicking, right? Did you see anything weird about his kicks? <laughs> Look, John will say it himself. He is not the cleanest fighter in the world. He's going to get hit. He's going to make it messy. But he's, he's, a, he's a very tough guy. Um, you can see, like, yeah, he did get to put to sleep in, like, 17 seconds, but didn't tap. A lot of other people would have tapped quicker. He put himself in that choke, and he said, fuck it, I'm going to sleep. He's a tough guy. And um, I think that's kind of what's gotten him to this point in his heart. He, he's got, he will fight anyone at any time. And, like, he was never in training. He was never, like, not up for something. Like, if you were to say, let's go run 10 miles right now, he'll run it. Let's go do sprints. He'll do it. Like, there's nothing that that man won't do. His dedication is what, is what really got him there. He's not the most skilled, but uh, he's beaten some great fighters. And, um, and there's a reason he's, he is on the show. You might not have seen it in 17 seconds, but um, hopefully in training and stuff throughout the season, you can see him grow a little bit as a fighter. Um, with the fight, him and uh, Joe Gianetti, Gianetti, yep. Skeletor, right? Joe, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Gilton. When you... Yeah, we, um, I kind of mentioned that, you know, knowing Joe's got long arms. He's a crafty guy. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that John just underestimated him. Didn't respect the choke, went straight into it and got caught. Joe did good to capitalize. And someone with long arms like that, you see he's built like Nate Diaz. See someone with that frame, you can't let them get around that neck like that. You know? Yeah, he, when you were watching the fight, of course, you're there live. Yeah. And he's sitting in that choke for a long time. It's like he didn't move. It just like he just pressed against the fence. What, what do you think was going on in his head? Because when he woke up, he didn't even know what happened. I th I think I personally think that he might have got rocked from that first exchange. He might, Joe came out and straight away landed a, like a nice left hand, and um, I thought he might have gotten rocked, and then he kind of just got tunnel vision and maybe woke up in the choke, went to sleep, back in the choke. You know what I mean? It happens like that every now and then, but um, I don't know what was going through his head. It was surreal for me because. I was watching it, and all I was thinking was, man, like, it went so quick, and being in that gym, it, you can't describe, it, it's creepy, it's like, it's, it's awkward, you know, so I was watching that thinking, what went wrong there, like, John's a tough guy, how did he just walk straight, he's a, he's a good grappler, you know, like, how did he just walk straight into that choke, and it started making me think, it doesn't matter what happened before. All that matters is what happens in, in, in that gym now. You know, like everyone was undefeated, but look, undefeated, it took him 17 seconds to lose. That undefeatedness was gone within 17 seconds. It made it real, very real. And it just, uh, uh, just made us realize that, you know, the game's on. Yeah, I think as a fighter that's undefeated, you could go into this show thinking two, two different things. The first thing is I have to protect my undefeated record, right? But then the other side is these fights don't count on your professional record. So you yeah. can go in there and say, hey, put it all on the line and say, if I lose, I lose. But it doesn't really affect my professional record. Or were there guys well, that the, were thinking that? The, the thing, and a few of the fighters were, like a few of the fighters were like, oh, I don't give a fuck. If I lose on this show, I'm still undefeated. It's not going to go on my record, right? 
what I kept saying, and I think you'll see me say it throughout the season, is your record means nothing anymore. Mm. Like, it, it really doesn't. So you saying, oh, uh, I'm going to stay undefeated after this show, if you lose, you lose. It's the same feeling. It doesn't matter if there's a one next to your name or anything. Like, the feeling is exactly the same. You know, losing is losing and winning is winning. Like, there, there's no, like, oh, it's okay if I lose in this situation because it won't go on my record. If anything, this show is worse. You, you're putting yourself in front of millions of people and some people could possibly get found out. Mm. You know, like, and I'm sure a lot of people would like even say it about myself. They're like, oh, well, this guy's going to go to the ultimate fight and we'll see what his level is really like. We're going to see if this guy gets found out. You guys are going to see if I get found out. You guys are going to see if other people get found out. You guys are going to see who, who, who the real fighters are. You know, who's... There's a big difference between um, between O's. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, but who did you fight and who did I fight? You know? Like I said, none of it matters. You know? None of that matters anymore. We're all in the same house together. And trust me, all that matters is who shows up on that day. Whether it's me or whether it's someone else. You know? We have to back up our mouths when we put ourselves in front of millions of people. You know? The people that jumped onto your, to the Ultimate Fighter, right? And the people that are looking for the easiest road at all times, you know, sometimes these are the guys that are willing to show the world their holes, willing to show the world like what they need to work on or whatever. I went on to that show because I'm willing to put my skills to the test against anyone right now in front of the, the whole world. I don't care about local shit. Like I fought locally and stuff like that. And, and if you lose sometimes on a local scene, people don't even realize. People don't, like, people forget about it. You lose in front of millions of people on, on national television, everyone's going to remember it. So for anyone, like, talking about other people's O's, it, it doesn't mean nothing, you know? Like, the guys that jumped on that show have more balls than, than the guys that didn't. The guys that didn't take that leap, you know? So, you know, everything will come out this season. It's going to be fucking, it's good. I'm, I was pumped to watch the first episode because I didn't get to see it. Like, I've I seen it pretty much the same time as you guys. And um, now, after watching the first episode, I'm more excited. I'm more excited to watch it. And I know what's going to happen, really. So, I'm more excited to see it. So, you guys should should be excited to see it, too. Joe Giannetti, after he won, right? After he got the choke, um, he went to Dana White. And he's all like, hey, man, they're already begging. They're already begging for some bonuses. You, you know, is that yeah. a bad trend? Is that something that's going to happen a lot? What's going on with that? <laughs> you know what? It is actually something that's going to happen a lot. Everyone's going to be asking for money. Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny when it happened. Joe, Joe's a fucking a cool guy. And you know what's funny about Joe? He's generally a quiet guy. He's like, he's, he's, quietly, he's quietly confident, right? But he, he's not out there. He wins and straight away he's like, hey, Dana, five Gs, give me five Gs. Um, it was funny on the season. I'm not about that stuff. I'm like, man, if I didn't get paid to be on the show, I'd still do it. I yeah. like Dana's response to him. He's like, yeah, you got the best finish of the season so far. Hey, Dana's, <laughs> Dana's savage, but Dana's real. Like, Dana, Dana know what's up. Like, he's seen it. He liked the finish, but at the same time, he's like, don't get too ahead of yourself, you know? He, he, he's someone who will keep you level-headed. Uh, who keep you level-headed? If if he likes you, he will tell you. If he doesn't, um, you know, he'll tell you. 
hopefully we but get one of those. Dana was pretty cool with the with the whole cast. Um, you know, it was, it was it was interesting seeing him all the time and seeing his different reactions to different fights. And um, you see things throughout the season, like fights that he likes a little bit more. He'll come into the cage and he'll announce the winner. If he wasn't too impressed, he might sit on the outside. Um, but you see little traits like that in Dana, which is cool. All right. After the fight's over, they cut to the DC come into the to your team's room, and you know uh, all the fighters are in there. But he kind of, in a way, like it's almost seemed like it was planned. He kind of targets you. Yeah. Look, you know what? There's a lot that that scene doesn't show. There's a lot that that scene doesn't show. Like it, it is what happened. But like, it was. It wasn't like. In, the, in that 30 second space that it was, it was going back and forth and DC was picking on me. Like not picking on me, like, but like he would see me in the gym and he'd walk past and he'd always be like, oh, you ready? You ready? You, you're going to fight? You know, so he, he's one of those guys that really likes to poke at you. And um, D, DC planned that. I'm telling you, DC planned that whole scene because they were coming into the gym. DC had seen everyone and didn't say a word. And then he kind of seen the cameras around. So he like kind of came in and leaned on the door and started talking shit into our room. Uh, I feel like, like he was targeting us for the camera and he got his response. Uh, he got tailgate again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and and I, 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 that, was, that was kind of why, um, why Dana was kind of jumping. Oh, no, Dana. Uh, DC was like talking shit to me because I think I might have made a, a few uh, comments about how I look better in the towel than he does. Mm -hmm. And I said it and he cut me off in the scene cut as well. And I was like, you know what the problem is here, DC? I'm like, it's just that I look better in a towel than you do. <laughs> and, um, you know, he just kept making fun of my eight pack. Is that something to make fun of? Yeah. He, uh, when you called out Tyler Diamond, right, right there, you're like, hey. And I can see why you did it because he's the number one guy. And if yeah. you're going to target somebody, you might as well target the number one guy. Why would you choose somebody that's below you well, or, you know, like... That's the thing. Like, when I said it, like, you know what? I wasn't... Even, like, I had said that I wanted to fight Tyler, but when I had said that at that time, right, the first time I said it, I was like, all right, um, let's go two against one. What di I was trying to say, like, what difference does it make? Everyone here is, is as good as each other. That's what I was trying to say. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, we can go two on one or two on four. It literally means nothing. Like I said, we're all in the same boat and whoever performs on that day is all that matters. Seeds don't mean anything. I was picked number two for, for Stipe, but I, I could have been picked last or I could have been first. And it really wouldn't have made an impact on, on how the competition is going to go. It just might have meant the difference of what team I'm on. You know, like the pick never mattered. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's go two on one. And he looked at me like funny. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take Diamond. Like, you know, because I was like, he's like uh, his sidekick, you know, the wrestler. Like, wrestlers are really close. And I realized that, that like, I learned a lot about like wrestling mentality and like college and stuff like that. You could see that DC and Tyler were going to be close. So I saw that they were going to be close. So I wanted to target Tyler because I knew it would hurt DC. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, it was funny, and uh, I think uh, I heard a podcast today with Tyler speaking, and he was saying, like, you saw that he didn't get under my skin, and I didn't really care. You know, I was pretty casual about it. 
If you ask me, I think he got a bit offended. <laughs> he got in his feelings a little bit, don't you think? I think so. Oh, I think so. He, I think DC got in his feelings a little bit too. Seems like. I think. I think. I think it hurt everyone. I think it hurt everyone. I think it hurt my own team at times when I kept saying I wanted to fight Tyler. You know, and like all respect to him. Like he's he's he was the number one pick, but it didn't make a difference to me. I seen him as DC's best friend, and that's why I wanted to take him out. And um, you're gonna see it throughout the season. Like it, it's gonna keep brewing on and. And um and <laughs> Tyler Tyler Tyler's uh what's the word I would use for him? Tyler's got like a different sense of humor. Sometimes you don't know if he's being sarcastic or he's being dead serious. Uh, we come across a few little like interactions with each other, and um, it, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, he. You know? I'm gonna quote him. I he think I enjoy. I think I enjoyed it more than he did, though. Oh, definitely. Most likely you enjoyed it more than he did, right? Yeah. He, he, I'm going to quote him from the show. He said that it offends me that he, he thinks he can beat me. And to me, that quote is kind of like, really? You should be able to think you can beat everybody. Why would you be offended by it? Hey, if you watched the episode, uh, if you watched uh, earlier in the episode, like right as we come into the house, like right after, I think it's one of the first scenes as we're in the house, me and Kyla Phillips are, are in our room and I'm talking and I, I'm saying to him, I'm like, man, when you come here, you got to be prepared to fight everybody. I'm like, I'm like, it doesn't matter who you fight against. I'm like, I'm prepared to fight anyone here. And I said that earlier in the episode. And, that, and that's the mentality that I came into that house with. I came in prepared to, to beat Delaney's ass. I came in to, prepared to beat Tyler's ass or to beat... Uh, Kyler's ass or Ricky Steele's ass, anyone. Like, that was, that was all it was to me. Like, going into that competition, I was like, I ha I'm going to beat anyone that I go in there with. And I think uh, a few people might, like, even take things that Tyler says wrong because he, he you have to have that mentality that you're ready to fight anyone at any time, any place. Because we have two days to make weight. We, then that's why I was always... On weight, and I was ready, and I was prepared at any time to take a fight. I was prepared for them to call me out at any time, and um, and I didn't care who who I fought. You know, um, even if it was if it was one of my best friends in the house, and I'll tell you, I, I made friends in that house. Like, I think I I'd be friends with everyone in that house, but I I, I was a lot closer to some people, and I was prepared to fight them if it came down to it. And we would talk about it too. We'd be like, hey, you know, we'd have a good conversation. I'm like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. Let's fucking do it. Mm. You know, and that's a good thing about this season. Uh, <clears throat> you're going to see a lot of fights like that where people uh, are going to be forced to fight each other when they might not want to. And um, and they turn out to be the best fights of the season. You know, uh the, the, the fights where the whole competition gets turned on its head turn out to be the best fights of the season. You know? So, um, it's fucking... It's, it's interesting. It's going to be good. Fucking... Uh, I think I just put up a poll on my Instagram. So, if anyone's watching this, go onto my Instagram, at Suman underscore ATT. Uh, follow me. I'll put up a poll. And it's a photo of me and, and Tyler Diamond when we're both wearing beanies. He stole my look. Right? And I was asking who wore it better. So... Everyone go vote for me. Fuck Tyler Diamond. <laughs> you're, competing, you're, you're competing against him even in the fashion department. 
I already beat him once. I'm going to beat him again in the fashion department. All right. Well, you know, for the people that are listening or watching, we're going to continue this every episode. We'll put out a recap and Suman's going to break down everything and maybe even give us a little bit of detail of like what they didn't show on the episode. Yep. If, if you can, you know what I mean? Because I know that there's a lot of legal aspects to this show that you cannot reveal too much. Right. So Whatever yeah. you can well, if, if anyone if anyone's on here and um, anyone wants to ask any specific questions, even about specific fighters or anything, not so much on what happens with them throughout the season, or but like they've just got any random questions, just jump online and um, obviously put it through the link with you guys, and um, I can answer some questions as well, um, and we can talk about the upcoming fights or the fights that just passed. And the next episode is going to be sick. It's going to be a great fight. Uh, my teammate, the number one pick from our team, Kyla Phillips versus uh, Brad Katona from Canada. He's on uh, Team DC. Kyla's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu uh, and Brad's a black belt. Um, but most people obviously think that uh, Kyla's got the jiu-jitsu advantage and maybe the striking advantage too. Um, it's a closely contested fight, but Kyla's the heavy favorite going into this one. Um, and, you know, but you, you can't underestimate anyone. Um, I want to see if anyone gets online and retweets this, obviously. Um, try and retweet who you think is going to win the fight and how you think they're going to win it you know, throughout the season. Let's see it. And make sure you're hashtagging Tough27. Yeah, and uh, make sure you tag uh, DC because I think DC, you know, he got, this, he got his feelings a little bit. The day before I'm – um, the day before Max sent Holloway and Khabib were meant to make weight, like right before someone else came in, I remember I messaged Max Holloway on Instagram and um, he replied to me straight away, like within like 20 minutes. And, you know, like went a, a little bit back and forth. You messaged DC. DC's acting brand new already. Acting like he's forgot everyone from Tough. You tag him in things and DC doesn't want. So like Max Holloway is like always sticking around, but DC's not. I'm tagging DC in things constantly, but um, I don't think he wants any part of Talgate. Yeah, for sure. All right, Subin, thanks for your time, man. And uh, we're going to definitely keep doing this every week. Uh, please, you know, people that are watching and listening, send Suman uh, your questions to uh, his Instagram. I think you're pretty active on your Instagram, so hopefully you can send the questions to him there. And, uh, yeah, and he'll answer them all on this show every week.